Hello, everybody. It's Rich here again with another episode of Scriptures of Froggy. I really need to get like a like a musical intro or something cool going there, you know, because it's just me right at the start. A little jarring, I feel like. Um, how are y'all doing? Really hope you're doing good. Really happy to be back here with you. We got like 22 listens last I checked on the last episode, so we are we are moving up. Good things are happening. Um. Thank you to everybody who, who listened, and I uh, hope you all enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully um, I get a little better at this as we go on. I'm still pretty new, so bear with me. Um, I still have the allergies and stuff going on, so pardon my, my voice, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump right in here. So uh, we left off last time in uh, in chapter two of First Nephi, um, and, you know, they... Lehi was talking to Laman and Lemuel, and then Nephi was like praying for Laman and Lemuel, and then they didn't listen. And then he was like really sad they didn't listen, so he prayed for them. And the Lord was like, "Dude, I'm gonna bless you, but also if you guys are wicked, then their kids are gonna kill you." And it's a whole big thing. Um, and now, um, so after he's done, after Nephi's done conversing with the Lord, there he uh, he goes immediately to the tent of his father. And his dad is like, dude, I had this dream, and God told me we got to do something. And Nephi's like, again? And he's like, again. Well, okay, what does he want us to do? And uh, Lehi says, so you, you remember how we used to live in Jerusalem? We had all that nice stuff, and it's about to be destroyed. You remember that? And then and then um, God was like, hey, get out of there. You know, don't be there anymore. Well, he wants he wants to go back there. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I know. I know we just left. He just, he wants to go back. Um, he's, like, he's probably like, well, okay, but why? And, uh, he explains to him that the Laban, um, has their, their record and their genealogy, um, on these plates that are made of brass. And the Lord commanded him, um, that he should send his sons to go to the house of Laban and get those records and bring them with them. <clears throat> and he was talking about how Laban and Lemuel are complaining about it. Obviously, that's what they do. And, you know, they were being like, you know, it's a hard thing you ask of us. Um, but Lehi goes on to explain, I have not asked it of them. I, I, don't, I don't think that's something Lehi would ask. You know, that's another trial on their family. And I imagine they have a lot of those. And uh, it's not a commandment from Lehi. It's a commandment of the Lord, you know. And, and, you know, I think that that mindset of, you know, yeah, it's a hard thing that's being asked of us, but it's not being asked by man. It's being asked of God. Um, You know, I mean, sometimes we receive commandments from modern day prophets or things like that. And they are hard things that are asked of us, you know. But it's it's important to understand that <clears throat> those commandments are not being asked of us by man. They're being asked by God. You know, that's where they come from. And, uh, sorry, I lost my place here for a second. Okay, so they're complaining and... Lehi says, um, it's a commandment of the Lord 
And he says, therefore, go, my son, and thou shalt be favored of the Lord, because thou hast not murmured. In verse 6. Um, he, he wasn't complaining, and so the Lord will, will favor him. He was, he was cheerfully obedient. And this is a very famous verse. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a children's song um, in, in our church about it. And, uh, it's, it's 1 Nephi chapter 3, verse 7, and it says, And I came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded, for I know that the Lord giveth no such commandment, or that giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them, or commandeth them. <clears throat> that is a really cool voice. I mean, a, re a really cool verse, you know. Um, time after time, we see just that unshakable faith uh, of Lehi. After he went and he, uh, he inquired of the Lord instead of just going straight to complaining, and he received his answer and he held on to that. You know, he didn't forget that. He, he, he you know, he acted on that. You know, I mean, it, receiving the answer that you want, receiving the direction is one thing. And that's a really cool thing to have happened. But that answer is, is, is useless unto you unless you act on it, unless you do something about it. You have to act in faith um, before those, those miracles can happen. And so it's a, it's amazing. He's, he's been asked to return to the city to get these important things from a very powerful person, um, a city that's in danger, about to be destroyed. And uh, sorry, I apologize for the sniffling. I'm really bad allergies today. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them, that he may accomplish the thing which he commanded them. How cool would it be to have that kind of faith? I know that the Lord will give me no commandments, save he prepares a way that I will be able to do it. I mean, you know, how many times do we do we have a, a trial? Are we called to go through hard things and... and uh, we're, we're afraid or, or we, uh, we don't, we don't have that same knowledge. You know, how, how important is it to, to understand that, that, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a hymn called, uh, how firm a foundation. And it, there's a verse in there that talks about, um, when through the deep waters, I, I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not thee or throw for I will be with thee, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. Um, there's another verse right next to it that says, uh, When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be thy supply. Um, the flame shall not hurt thee, I only design, thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. You know, we're going to get trials and we're going to get hard things. It's, you know, nobody told us it would be easy and it won't. It, we're, we're going to have those things. We're going to be allowed to have those things. And sometimes the mountain doesn't move so that we can learn to climb it. And, you know, he, he may not move the mountain, but he'll give you some sturdy boots and he'll give you a direction to go. And, and then you have to act in faith on that. So the Lord didn't just whisk them away to that promised land. He made them walk around in the wilderness for a while. And then he told them to go back. Um, I imagine partially as a trial to their faith and, and partially as they needed the, the records. Um, yeah, I, I really like that verse and I, I find it to be very important. Um, and then when his, when Lehi heard him say these things, he was, you know, it says exceedingly glad, um, cause he knew right then that Nephi had been blessed. 
of the Lord. And Nephi and all his brothers went to back to Jerusalem. <clears throat> and they, you know, they're standing outside Jerusalem. They're talking to each other. And they're like, okay, well, how do we do that? Somebody said, okay, well, let's cast lots. And the the lot fell upon Laman. And like, casting lots... Um, I, I think it's like when you have all of the straws or like it's a similar concept and like one of them shorter and you pick one, whoever gets a short straw has to do it. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a quick Google search would, would fix that. <laughs> um, but you know, basically they did nose goes and Layman had to go and Layman went into Laban, Layman, Laban, Layman is the brother. Laban is the, is the bad guy. And talked with him as he sat in his house. And he was like, you know, they make a small talk or whatever. You know, they're family friends or, you know, I, I guess they were close. And he's like, so uh, we kind of need those uh, those records back. And they have got our genealogy and all that stuff. And Laban was like, absolutely not. Very angry and, you know, threw him out. And he didn't give the records. And he said unto him, behold, thou art a robber and I will slay thee. You know, how many times do people uh, come up to you and ask for money? You want to call them a robber and attempt to slay them? Not actually. Don't arrest me. Um, so Layman ran away, and he told his brother, she's like, yeah, it's a no-go. Sorry, we're done, though. And everyone's like, oh, darn it. Okay. They were about to go back to their father, and Nephi was like, absolutely not, you fools. He said, as the Lord liveth, and as we live, we will not go down unto our father in the wilderness until we have accomplished the thing which the Lord hath commanded us, period. <laughs> Wherefore, let us be faithful in keeping the commandments of the Lord. Therefore, let us go down to the land of our father's inheritance. For behold, he left gold and silver and all manner of riches, of riches, of riches. And all this he hath done because of the commandments of the Lord. So you see here, it was all part of the plan. God told them to leave everything behind. Now they have it and they can take it and use it as currency to, you know, pay for the plates. <laughs> or so they think. <laughs> um, and uh, it says, for he knew that Jerusalem must be destroyed because of the wickedness of the people. Um, so because this is going to be destroyed, you know, it doesn't matter. We'll give it all to him. He won't be able to use it much anyway. And so... Uh, it talks about we know it will be destroyed because wicked people. They've rejected the words of the prophets. They're, you know, super wicked, not doing great things. And <clears throat> it says, uh, for behold, they have rejected the words of the prophet. Yeah, okay. So it talks about how they're wicked and the father was commanded to flee out of the land or he would perish. Therefore, he... Um, I lost my place again. I seem to be doing that quite a bit. And Nephi says, It is wisdom in God that we obtain these records, that we may preserve unto our children the language of our fathers. Stressing again the importance of <clears throat> keeping a record. You know, in, uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's been stressed very often that we are a record-keeping people. Um, there's an official comprehensive history of the church. We're encouraged to keep a personal journal and all those things. And I, I, I didn't used to understand the significance of that, but I... I think as I get older, I, uh, there are things I wish I would have remembered and important events that happened that I barely even 
can remember that they even happened. Um, so, you know, I think it's important. Um, and, you know, back then they didn't have the internet. They didn't have all kinds of stuff. So all of their history, all of their knowledge was, was physical copies that they had to pass down generation to generation. So to give their children the same learning, you know, taught well and all the teachings of my father, whatever that, that Nephi had, they have to, they have to have that physical copy to be able to pass that down. You know, they can't do it all from memory. And, uh, this is, it's also important that we can preserve one of the words that were spoken by the prophets. You know, it's also the scriptures. Um, and it looks like it's a record since the world began, even into this present time. So that sounds like a really important record then. Um, and he ends up persuading his brothers. Okay, all right, you got us, let's do it. And they went back, they got all of their fancy stuff, and they went to Laban altogether, and they were like, "Hey, let's do a let's do a switcheroo here. Let's uh, let's trade." And <clears throat> Laban saw all their stuff, and he's like, "That's a lot of stuff, and I want it." And so he tried to have them killed, as one does. And uh, which I mean. I don't know, you know, that's not applicable at all. Rich people trying to kill people to get more rich. I mean, that, that is one part I will say that's just not at all applicable. That never happens. Um, <laughs> you love to see it. So he sent his servants to go slay them, and it came to pass that they fled. And they had to leave all their property, and Laban stole all of it. And so that didn't get them anywhere. <laughs> And they fled into the wilderness, and the servants of Laban could not catch them, and they hid themselves in the cave. <clears throat> and Laban was like, you're dumb, and our father's dumb. And Lemuel was like, yeah, I concur. <laughs> and, you know, because he just does everything Laban says. And they, like, just started roasting. Nephi and Sam, and then they got like a stick and started hitting them with it, which seems excessive. And then as they were just wailing on him, you know, an angel comes down and is like, bro, why do you do this? Why do you why do you hit your brothers with a rod? Uh, didn't you know that they're actually like a lot cooler than you? Um, and we have chosen them to be rulers over you because you all are very stupid. And you do stupid things like way too much. Um, so uh, stop doing that. Get your hindies back to Jerusalem. And the Lord's going to give you Laban. Okay, so like chill, please. And the angel left after that. Mic drop. And Laban Lemuel again just started to complain. Imagine, imagine seeing an angel and he's like, hey, you guys are dumb because you're being dumb. We've, we've had your, you know, your brothers to be like rulers over you, you know. Because you're so complaining, because you're not reliable, you're kind of the worst. Um, get like go, go and do this thing. You know, a glowing angel appears in front of you, says all of that stuff, and as soon as he leaves, you're like, "Man, can you believe that guy?" <laughs> Just immediately start complaining. I, I don't get it. Um, you know, they, they're saying things like, "How is it possible the Lord's going to deliver us, um, or going to deliver Laban into our hands?" You know, he's this powerful guy. He's a He's, he says he's a mighty man. He can command 50, yet even he can slay 50. Then why not us? You know? And uh, 
okay, sure, but like <laughs> he's a mighty man. The person telling you what to do is 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 like God himself, you know. So uh I, I feel like you'd be fine, you know. <clears throat> um and so Nephi was like, come on. Let's go. Let's be faithful. There was literally literally an angel in here five minutes ago that told us to. Um, let's keep his commandments. God is mightier than all the earth. Why is he not mightier than Laban and his 50? Yea, or even his tens of thousands. Like, seriously, come on. Um, let's go. Let's be strong. Like Moses, he's, you know, he parted the freaking Red Sea. And his fathers came through out of captivity, out of captivity on dry ground. And the armies of the Pharaoh were drowned. And uh, you know this is true. You, you know the power of God. You saw an angel and he spoke to you. How can you doubt? Let's go. The Lord is going to deliver us, even like he delivered our father. Um, and he will destroy Laban, just like the Egyptians. You know, we know he can do this in a much bigger scale than he's asking us to do it now. Um, and now, when he said these words, they were still angry. <laughs> did still complain. But they, you know, they went with him. <coughs> There's just no pleasing some folk. Yikes, my allergies today. They're not very ideal. Um So they went and they were they went outside the walls of Jerusalem again, and it was in the middle of the night, and they hid themselves outside the walls. And Nephi snuck in after they hid themselves. Uh looks like by himself. And this verse is also very important. First uh, Nephi four verse six, and I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. <laughs> How much faith would it take to be in literally in the camp of the enemy, someone who has tried to kill you, no plan, by yourself, um, and just trusting the Spirit completely, being led, not knowing one second beforehand what you should do. I, I mean that is, that's a superpower. I mean, how many times um, in, in Christ's life did he say, according to thy faith, be it unto you? You know, when he was, when his disciples were working miracles, he would say, you have not the faith, or you need to have sufficient faith to be able to do that. Miracles are wrought by faith. Power comes, true power comes by faith. You know, um, the, Lord, the Lord can bless you when you act in faith. So having that surety, that, that, that unshakable knowledge in your mind, you know, um, that's, that's a superpower. I mean, at that point, nothing is impossible unto you. You know, nobody there could have stopped him because he was led by the Spirit of God. And, and he allowed himself to be. That, that That's a superpower. That's that's the coolest superpower I've ever seen because it's a real one, you know. Um. Anyway. And so it says he went forth. And he came near unto the house of Laban, and he sees somebody on the ground, um, passed out drunk. And he looks at him, and he turns him over, whatever, and, and it's Laban, the, you know, the big bad guy. And he sees his sword there, and he draws it from the sheath, and just beautiful sword. Uh, the hilt thereof was made of pure gold. The workmanship thereof was exceedingly fine. Um... And it says the blade was of the most precious steel. Very fancy blade. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a 
there's a pickup line with that verse that some people use. Um, yeah, we won't get into that. It's funny though. Um, and it says that he was constrained by the spirit that he should kill Laban. Um, constrained means um, like pushed towards or commanded to. Um, if you're restrained from doing something, you shouldn't do it. If you're constrained to do something, you should do it. You're being asked to do it. Um, I was constrained by the spirit that I should kill Laban. Um, but Nephi's a good dude. And like you said, he was young. He's, you know, he's huge. He's swole. You know, he could definitely do it, but he's, uh, he's, he's still, he doesn't want to do that. You know, he's a good guy. And he says, uh, he said, but I said in my heart, never at any time have I shed the blood of man. And I shrunk and would that I might not slay him. He didn't want to do it, you know. Um, and the spirit came unto him and said, behold, the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands. Yea, and I also knew that he had sought to take away mine own life. Yea, and he would not hearken unto the commandments of the Lord. And he had also taken away our property. Uh, and the spirit said unto him again, slay him, for the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands. Um, and this, this is interesting. Um, it's, it's not often that um, people think of God as someone who will command you to slay someone. Um, well, I mean, you know, nowadays, but <laughs> I guess back in the days of the Crusades, that wasn't all that uncommon for some to think that. But... Um, <laughs> He says, uh, sometimes, you know, I said, but hold the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. <clears throat> it is better that one man should perish than that a nation should dwindle and perish in unbelief. So he's saying that, you know, the Lord is commanding you to slay this wicked man so that your children and this, you know, your people in the future don't dwindle in unbelief. Um... And now when I Nephi had heard these words, I remembered the words of the Lord, which he spake unto me in the wilderness, saying that, and, and this goes back to remember the Lord's promise to him when he prayed uh, for his brethren. Um, and as much as, they, as, as thy seed shall keep my commandments, they shall prosper in the land of promise. Um, yea, and I also thought they could not keep the commandments of the Lord according to the law of Moses, save they should have the law, right? Um, the, you know, in order to, to, to be righteous, and to, to fulfill that, um, that commandment and that prophecy of God, he, uh, he would actually need to be able to teach them of the law. They would need to have the chance to do that. And he says, I also knew the law was engraven upon the plates of brass. And again, I knew the Lord had delivered Laban into my hands for this cause that I might obtain the records according to his commandments. Sometimes the wicked are slain in order to bring about a righteous purpose. Um... But I will say, that doesn't mean you get to kill somebody just because you find them wicked, okay? You, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think that that is applicable to most of us. Um, and, you know, if God ever commands you to do something like that, you better be dang sure that that's, uh, that that's the right course of action. And, uh, you know, with Nephi... That's a pretty safe bet. I mean, we know who Nephi is. We know of his faith. We know of his goodness. We know that he didn't want to do it. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a delicate thing. It's a delicate subject, I think. And um, 
so I, I won't I won't go into that too deeply. But I think for things that are that serious, you better be pretty freaking sure for any action like that is taken. And I don't think that's applicable to most of us. Um. Therefore, I did obey the voice of the spirit and took Laban by the hair of the head and I smote off his head with his own sword. Just grabbed him by the hair. <laughs> Yikes. He just, that, that's one way to do it for sure. And after I had smitten off his head with his own sword, he took his clothes and he, he swapped clothes with them basically. And he put his armor on and stuff. And after he did that, he walked around pretending to be Laban. You know, and he, he went to the treasury. He saw a servant um, who had the keys, and he commanded him in the voice of Laban that he should go with me into the treasury. So I guess he does voices too. <laughs> um, you know, uh, what can't this guy do? And uh, he thought, you know, the servant thinking it was Laban, um, he spake unto him. Uh, so it looks like the servant talked to him about um, whatever Laban was doing that night looks like concerning the elders of the Jews, knowing that his master Laban had been out by night among them. <clears throat> and uh, Nephi talked unto him as though he was Laban, and he was like, he, he asked to, to carry the engravings to the place of brass. He wants to see them. Um, oh, ho, ho, right here. So in verse 24, he says, I also spake unto him that I should carry the engravings which were upon the place of brass to my elder brethren, who were without the walls, and I also bade him that he should follow me. And he, supposing that I spake of the brethren of the church that they just talked about, and that I was truly that Laban whom I had slain, therefore he did follow me. So he thinks he's taking him to the elders of the Jews. Um, therefore he did follow me. Um, and they talked a lot about the elders of the Jews, and they went forth unto Nephi's brethren who were outside the walls, and Laban saw him, and well, you saw everybody, figures out what's going on, super scared. And, um, oh, nope, sorry, I read it wrong there. So Laban and his brethren see him coming, thinks that he's Laban, and sees the servant, and they run. And, yeah, they, they ran away. And it came to pass that he called out after them, and they heard him, and they were like, oh, okay, never mind, it's just Nephi. And... The servant was like, oh, wait, what's going on here? And he was about to run away, but Nephi, being the huge boy that he is, and also having a lot of strength from the Lord, grabs him and holds him. He can't leave, and he says, If you hearken unto my words, as the Lord liveth and as I live, even so that if he would, oh, um, as the Lord liveth and as I live, will spare your life. And uh, he, he gave him an oath that he need not fear and that he should be a free man like unto them if he would go down into the wilderness with us or with them. And he, he says that the Lord commanded us to do this and how are we going to disobey the Lord? You know, we, we had to do it. And if you come with us, you're going to have a place with us. And Zoram was like, all right, I dig that. You know, I, I didn't much like working there anyway. <clears throat> and he promises to go down. He takes an oath, and, and oaths back then, you know, they meant something, right? You didn't break that. That, that was unbreakable. You could be, I mean, you'll, you'll learn this later on, I mean, like the war chapters and stuff, but, you know, enemies can be at war, but your oath is your oath. You know, if, if you capture the enemy and they take an oath to not come against you to battle, you'll never see their face again. 
you know, that, that was important back then. If you were an Oathbreaker, you had no place um, among anyone. Um, and now um, we they, they wanted him to stick with them that um, they didn't want anybody to know in the city that they had that they had fled you know they didn't they didn't want him telling anybody and so Zora made the oath and they weren't worried about him anymore because oath meant something and they took the plates of brass and they went back and journeyed to the tent of their father. I think I'm going to end it there today. We're, uh, it's already, yeah, we're, this is a pretty long episode already. I think I'm going to keep doing the two chapter thing. Um, I may revise that later, but for now, I think we'll just do two chapters an episode. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, I'm I'm very new at this, so I'm still trying to figure out 100% how to do this. Um, so just bear with me. I'm I'm really I'm gonna work on the um, figuring out some editing software for the allergy stuff. I, I know that sniffling is probably really annoying. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you, if you like this, feel free to share it. Um, just kind of get it out there. And um, if you have if you have suggestions or, or comments, you know. Um, Feel free to send them to me. I think there's a voice message um, option, um, at least on the Anchor platform. And uh, um, I think I also may um, create an email address for this and put that in the bio. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, as we go along, this will get better. Um, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and uh, I'll be back on Sunday with a. Uh, with a special Sunday episode. And I, what I think I'll do is stick to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule and then um, do a special episode on Sunday. And if, you know, that may be changed later, but for now that's what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, as always, stay froggy guys. And I will see you on Sunday. <laughs>